This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you with limited commercial interruption by generous support from viewers like you, and also a tremendous amount of funding from uh, the government that was stolen from your pockets. So thank you twice. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network and the Carl podcast network. I am your host, Ted Burke, coming to you live from the most dangerous city in America and joining me from way back home, Betty Bye, in the most milquetoast city in America, it's Tim the Handlebreaker. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I've been jet setting around the world, mm-hmm. uh, and and boy, boy, has that been a thing! I have got a great story for the podcast this week. Yeah, uh, you will not believe what happened to me, except maybe you probably will because it happened in your city. Yeah, <laughs> Tim is a Tim is a nationwide cat food delivery man. Yes, and yes, I, you know. <laughs> People think that like cat food just appears, but it doesn't. Someone no. has Someone's to drag that deliver shit. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's been subcontracting his last big delivery. He had to subcontract out to another <laughs> delivery boy. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. work that's going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, how is how how have you been since last time? The last time you were on the podcast, you were here. I was here. Yeah. Uh, and then, which was funny because so, I don't know if you remember, but uh but we were drinking during the show. At least I was. Yes. I had, a, I had a, I had a Mike's tall boy. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And then in the morning, the next morning I woke up drunk. Yeah. Did you not hung over drunk? I did take an allergy <laughs> med. <sighs> and usually, I mean, I've taken allergy meds and alcohol before together. And it usually hasn't done anything, but I woke up that morning and I could not walk in a straight line. Wow. It was, it was weird. And then he went straight to work straight. Yes. Into work. <laughs> I, had, I, mean, I had to, <laughs> we've all been there. We've all done yeah. that. Yeah. That's uh that's wild stuff that, that would affect you so potently. Yeah. Uh, the next night I drank a lot and so did a lot of people. Basically. So did a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. We had a big cookout. I'm, I'm still in, I still reminisce about how good those steaks turned out. They were pretty good. I had some, pretty I good. made some flank steak this week. Mm-hmm. I marinated and grilled it. And then, uh, so it was two flank steaks that I got with this, uh, half a steer that I went in with. Yeah. And, uh, so I cooked both steaks. I cut them both in half and I had half fresh. And then today I took the leftover last half of a half and sliced it into real thin strips Melted some butter in a skillet, got it like not not hot, but just you know warm. Yeah, and just kind of like laid all the strips down one by one, flipped them all over, and then just pulled them out and threw them on a plate. And they were like perfectly kind of like reheated, yes. but still the outsides were now cooked again, but the the inner core was still just barely medium rare. Mm-hmm. But the butter helped like keep the meat real soft. It was pretty good. I uh, I really do enjoy some of that. I, I love steak. I just love steak too much. I mean, the worst steak there is is like 
you know, like I have round steak, which is barely steak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you put in, you put a tasty marinade on that and grill it up. It's going to be a chewy steak. Yeah. It's, it's going to be steak. It's, it's edible. Yeah. yeah. Um, here in a couple of weeks, the 21st, I'm going to be doing my first live demo glass blowing. Nice. The class that I'm taking right now, they're, they're, uh, it was the idea of the guy that one of the operators of the studio to have a demo where the spring class goes up against the summer class in a competition uh, team versus team. Mm-hmm. And so each team will make something, anything they want. They'll put it up for the audience to cheer, whichever side, which gets the loudest cheering mm-hmm. wins. Their, their piece gets to go into the annealer to survive for another day. The other team's piece will get destroyed in front of everyone. That's awesome. So it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> high stakes. Here's the fucked up thing, though, I would like to point out. Um, if we win, we won because we're the best. Yeah. If we lose, it's because we're taking a six-week course. The spring people took a eight-week course. Mm-hmm. Uh the third Friday that we'll be doing this demo will be on week five of our six week course. And they have been working together in the studio since they finished their course, I think six or seven weeks ago. So they've got a big head start on us. Well, no, it's, it's fair. And they have more people, but it's fair because uh, you're, you people have, have like a lot of experience before taking the class. And I'm like, that seems irrelevant to the point. (laughs) So I just I have to have my argument, my joke, my uh, Donald Trump arguments ready for we, if we're, if we lose. But mm-hmm. man, I'm gonna be like, that's right, we won with five weeks of training, you motherfucker. <laughs> We've been doing this for like 14 weeks. We did it in five. Fuck you. Yeah. No, I'll just I'll take their their 900 degree piece in my bare hands and just throw it on the ground, and I'll take those like third degree burns and as like. A, point of pride i'll be like fuck you i got my third degree hand burns from smashing your shit <laughs> I him. it's a good burn it's a good burn that is a good burn the burn of victory it should be fun though yeah okay, i'm looking forward to it so if you're in the st louis area and you want to come uh see some live glass blowing on the 21st let me know you want to you want to see tab get hot and sweaty well you also get, get hot, hot and sweaty, sweaty. yeah if it's, you're in the audience, you will get hot and sweaty. Oh yeah, because you went to you went to the one last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very warm. Uh, anyway, well, uh, I don't know what else do we have to catch up on. Well, uh, why don't I tell you what happened to to me the last time I was in your city? Okay, yeah. So I had a cat food delivery, mm-hmm. um, and and on the way back home, I had to, we had to stop in we had a layover in St. Louis. And um, to get some of that tobacco flavored cat food for some of yes, those owners, yes, yes. Well, we had to get the, we had to get the we had to get the the smokes for the cats. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I uh, <laughs> I flew out when I, last time when I visited you, and it is not a nice airport. No, it it was four in the morning last time, and they didn't have the AC on. That's so in St. Louis, people are very proud of themselves. They're like, they're like, yeah, I haven't even turned my AC on at all this year. And I'm like, dude, Why? I turned I turned my AC on in in April. I set uh-huh. it to 68 degrees, and I haven't fucking touched it. Yeah, 
They're, was- they're, <laughs> they're so proud that they can like live with, and, and I'll admit the weather's been fairly nice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like, well, we leave the window open for the, this or that. And I can't leave the windows open because the cats will knock the screens out. But even still, like I might leave the, op- the window open at night on a nice day, but I would still run the AC during the day just to keep all that like stank and funk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're Absolutely. so fucking proud of themselves. It's mind blowing. Anyways. So, uh, I'm in the St. Louis international airport and, uh, uh, I'm sitting there, uh, having dinner, drinking a beer, watching my flight get delayed over and over and over on the app mm-hmm. by about two and a half hours total at the end. And, uh, so, uh, so I'm, I'm sitting there eating and we're drinking and, and, we were there for like an hour and a half, two hours, and we're like, okay, well, let's go sit over by the gate. And so I put my backpack down by the gate, and then I was like, well, uh, I'm going to take a visit to the to the little boys' room. Uh, and I find I look I look around and I find the closest one and I walk to it, and I walk inside, and it's the most rank, foul-smelling public bathroom. <laughs> I've ever been in, including summertime uh Oklahoma porta potties. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's strike one. That is a strike. That's a definite strike. That's yeah, definite strike. Strike two is as I'm walking in, um, I pass a stall that is clearly like the door is all the way open and something has happened. Uh like all of the seat covers have been taken out and put on the seat, like in a three, four inch high pile and are all, and they, and are all damp, like fully, (laughs) fully, fully wet. Something has happened. Um, Someone must've pulled those out and just like pissed on them. (laughs) In my mind, I think, you know, you, you take the whole stack out, you just put it uh right there on the seat. And then when you sit down, you just, peel yours off and throw it away yeah that way it's fresh for the next guy <laughs> but some, well um some ne'er-do-well came in there and just peed on him yeah well you, save your thoughts for the rest of the story that's strike two though right so i get into the adjoining stall right uh strike three no lock Oh, so you're like, you're shitting with one leg out? <laughs> with, yes. Well, I would be because um, I'm about to sit down. I'm I'm in the, I'm halfway in the sitting down motion when, uh, now here's where things get, get a little bit fuzzy because I'm not sure exactly what happened. I have a pretty, pretty good idea based on the, um, what I saw in the adjoining stall. As I'm sitting down, water starts shooting up from that adjoining toilet, what I'm pretty sure was that adjoining toilet straight into the ceiling, like a geyser <laughs> raining down water into the ceiling. Oh my God. And subsequently onto me. you. Oh dear Lord. 
Um, and it's going for like the length of a, of a flush. <laughs> I just imagine, I just imagine you like, you know, it's an in swinging door. You, you outswing the door, just boom, <laughs> straight out. You, you're at a teller. You got the teller by the, the collar. You're like, get me the fuck out of this city. I don't care what city you're going to talk now. Oklahoma city, Denver, Boston. I don't give a shit. Just put me on a fucking plane. Get me the fuck out of the city. I can't handle uh, <laughs> St. Louis curse is trying to get you, Tim. It's trying to I get know. you like it got me. I know. So um, my hair is soaked. My sh- my shirt's soaked. I'm, my my jeans are wet. The first thing I first thing I did was I once the, threw the, those the, clothes the, away. Well, <laughs> no. The first thing I did was check the color of the water <laughs> uh, okay. because there was enough water that there was like there was pooling and spillage. Mm. Luckily, it was clear. I'm not saying that it was clean water because yeah. it was a Saint. It was a rotten St. Louis public bathroom, but it was running clear. You know, that's something. It's, it's something, you know, it, it, there's no significant colorage to the water. Yeah. That's, which, that's a good, a good starter. That yeah. was one when my basement flooded, I was like, well, at least it's clear water. Right. Right. Um, so I, st- <laughs> I step out of the, the stall no one gave a shit. They, the, the bathroom was full. Like there was people rotating in and out. No one gave a shit. Like like nothing had nothing had happened. And Didn't I'm looking at I'm own. looking straight into the mirror because um, the the sinks were right across from the stalls. And uh, I sort of take a deep breath and I walk out and I do and and there's no sort of official any anywhere near. I can't like. So I didn't like, have one of those little kiosks that was like rate your uh, <laughs> your bathroom experience, and like the left is a green happy yeah. face, and the right is a red unhappy face, and they kind of like fade in between. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. there wasn't one of those. Um, and, I, and then where you second just thing, pick that thing up and just smash it into the fucking ground. Yeah. What do you think now? Second thing I think is, um, well, I checked my luggage. Oh, so I couldn't even change into a pair of like dirty used clothes. Yeah. So um, I turn the corner and go into the Hudson store next door and grab a hoodie and buy the hoodie. <laughs> and I, I, I asked the guy, I said, Hey, can you contact facilities? And he had no idea. Like he <laughs> clearly something has happened. He was like, I don't know what to do, bud. And so, um, sorry, I'm from, I'm from St. Louis. I'm legally retarded. Yes. <laughs> so I, I took the hoodie and I walked back into the bathroom and, uh, I took my shirt off, used what, what was dry of it to sort of dry off what I could use some paper towels to dry off, uh, threw my shirt away. Um, wait, wait, wait. What, is, what, is, what would the what would the hoodie hoodie say? I have it. It's right behind me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I thought it was a Cardinals hoodie. Yeah. Uh, it was pointed out to me that it was not. Um, like thirty minutes with thirty. Well, well, like past thirty minutes past this event. Like mm-hmm. I, I just did not care what I was getting, but. Um, what I do have is a commemorative reminder of the place that it took place. (laughs) (laughs) I was really hoping that it said, I heart St. Louis. (laughs) So, Um, so you got the St. Louis. Hello, where they drain your gas tank. (laughs) (laughs) And now the St. Louis goodbye. where They spray shit water all over you. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, I threw my shirt away, um, put the hoodie on, dried off as much as I could. Um, and then uh, had to sit there and wait for the plane for another two hours. You should come to Babes. I was trying to tell you. <laughs> we drank a lot of beers. If only you had listened. Well, that's a that's a story for the ages. Yeah. Curse of St. Louis strikes again. I think I might we might have the name of the episode as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you ready to get into your real issue this week? I am. I am. What is your issue this week? Uh, here's what I don't get. Being Nostradamus, um, I have a theory about Nostradamus tab. Yeah, that was that Nostradamus was just a slightly smarter than average man. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> there's no profits. Um, it's just that everyone around him was um, either, uh, if not dumb, out of um, Menta- mentality just plain stubborn um and i just don't like doing something over after you know so i'm, I'm the new guy at the at the cat food delivery place yeah somehow uh, despite us having hired three people after me mm-hmm. new guy because uh, those people were cat delivery people, cat food delivery people for a, a while in the past. That's part of it. One one of them just didn't show up to work, and the other one uh, <laughs> so was they hired, hired a guy, and they just never showed up. Well, he. I mean, there was a phone call that was like, "I, I can't be a cat food delivery driver right now," um, <laughs> and then did come into work. Uh, wow. the The most recent one lasted about a week. Um. And then, yeah, there was a guy that was hired after me. And then uh, a couple months, like two months in was like, I don't like the, 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 uh, I don't like the cat food here. I thought I was going to get nice, delicious, tasty cat food. And so he left. Mm. Um, but you know, I mean, if I have an, if I have a song, strong, song, strong, solid idea, I will voice it. Um, I know that I know enough uh, to be like, hey, guys, here's what I'm th- thinking. I've been thinking that with the number of ovens, there's no way we could make this many pizzas in such a short number of time. Yes. <laughs> and it, it's and do you guys remember the last time we tried to make 50 pizzas at once? Yeah. Yeah. We had to use all of the ovens. And then but but then the guy's like, no, 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 we're just going to use we're gonna use half the ovens. It's fine. We <laughs> use half the ovens and it'll I mean. It'll make it. And I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking like, well, the last time we had to make 50 pizzas. Um, and this time we have to make 50 pizzas in, in, in an even shorter amount of time. Uh, I think we should use all the ovens. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they insist on using half the ovens. And then uh, halfway through the cooking time, they're like, um, we need these pizzas fast. Well, let's turn on all the ovens and then let's use all the ovens. Yeah. And and, th- and then you're Nostradamus. You're you're like you you're like I called it. I don't like it, but I called it. Yeah. Uh, except except you're the one making all fifty pizzas. 
<laughs> I'm also the one making all 50 pizzas. I, I have that. Uh, that's driven me crazy for a long time. Cause we've talked about on the show, like just calling shot after shot after shot and just, it never, nobody ever listens mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Yes. Like, like they don't even care that in yeah. the end, you don't even get to like, Hey Tim, you're right. We probably should have used all 50 ovens to begin no, with. No, w- w- the, the, <laughs> the, the conversation is, is, is like, gosh, this is the, uh, this is like the fourth time that we've only used half the ovens when we should have used all of them. Crazy wow. how this keeps happening. Uh, we should have learned our lesson last time. But nobody ever does. <laughs> we no. like, uh, we've been, humanity has been tr- turned into being incapable of making any kind of like advancement, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's done it. <clears throat> I don't know what's done it, but something in the water, or maybe it's the fluoride, has just made us all collectively dumber i don't know man it's part of me thinks that it's you know a a lack of willing to take um ownership of your own uh misdeeds or what you know extremely or whatever extremely true the uh the theater group that I've complained about in the past because they don't ever have a plan on how they're mm-hmm. going to do their, their shit. Um, they, it, it's almost like, so, so you, you and me, we're, um, we're somewhere above 100 as the average IQ. We're somewhere sure. above that. Yeah. I don't know what the exact number is, but it, it's high enough that like if, if you and I if were to bake a cake mm-hmm. and we, made a couple of mis- mistakes and put in together the recipe and the cake came out poorly. The next time we made a cake, we would make an effort not to make that same. Like, it's like, Oh, I'm going to use cornstarch instead of flour. And then you need yeah. to, this is awful. And yeah. like, uh, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe this time I'll use, I'll use flour instead of cornstarch and you use the flour, but you, but you cook it for like three times longer than it needs to be cooked. And so it comes out as this like burning hockey puck. And it's like, uh, maybe I should cook it for less time. <laughs> yeah, I got two words for you: pattern recognition. Pattern recognition. <laughs> well, this theater group they uh, they talk about their their next season. So this this year, the first show of the year was a very was a very simple set, very simple set, loaded in very quickly. We didn't have any problems. They painted it all done, good to go. Second show of the year, they hired this this senior designer who over-designed this massive set that they weren't really able to execute because they don't have the manpower or the technical expertise to do so. Yeah. Uh, they had, we had to bail their asses out at the last second. Third show of the year, they did a musical and musicals take a lot more production than a regular. Yeah. Play. Yeah. And so had a lot of problems. So like the cake analogy, these people, they, they, they're talking about their next show for next season in September, coming off the, on the tail of this renovation, which everyone expects could go long, which will thus limit the amount of time they have in our yes. space. So they hired the scene designer that over-designs everything, and they're staging a musical. And it's like, it, it's like they, made, they made a bad <laughs> cake where they used cornstarch, and then they made a bad cake where they overcooked it. And they're like, well, this time away, we'll use cornstarch and overcook, and overcook it, it, and yeah. maybe it'll turn out fine. Yeah. It's like, no, it's going to be a fucking flaming high and edible hockey puck yeah. again. And, and then, and then, yeah, I'm sitting here like, I'm sitting here in, in, 
in like you know end of june we found this information out just being like well this is gonna be a fucking terrible disaster and i'm you know we're gonna fast forward to the end of september when the show loads out and it's gonna be like boy that was a fucking disaster mm. no fucking kidding if only someone could have possibly seen this coming uh that's i felt i feel like that a lot with this that specific group because they absolutely will refuse to learn from anything yeah. and I've just been like, I just call my shots so far ahead of time on everything that they're going to fuck up. And then fucking sure enough, they fuck it all up. And they're like, oh, we're going to hire a TD. We're really going to hire a TD. And it's like, you need a lot more than a TD. You need like a whole production staff <laughs> whole of people team, that aren't yeah. worthless. And then, of course, it doesn't happen to you, but I get labeled as the bad guy. Didn't Nostradamus get killed? Maybe I'm thinking of Aristotle. But I'm thinking of Aristotle. Uh, yeah, like, oh, hey, I uh, I thought of this thing before you did. Like, oh, well, you are a bad person because you thought of this thing and you're not supporting us correctly. Tim, you should have, you should just have been a, a team player and just cooked mm -hmm. the 50 pizzas and not complained instead of pointing out that we need 50 ovens, which you were right about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that's the thing is like, you know, b being the new guy, it's like when I hear the phrase like, yeah, this happens every time it's <laughs> yeah that's with this theater group that everyone says they're like oh, this is the way it's been for 15 years yeah why why <laughs> why is it like that though yeah it, it could it could not be like that if people took some fucking care and initiative it could not be like that it could mm -hmm. be different yeah and it seems like older the old older people like old hands at things they'll be like you're so young and naive and stupid mm -hmm. that's the way i felt running the union out there it's just like, why do we have this terrible payroll company? Well, because because we've always had that terrible payroll company. Well, yeah, but we could we could do a new one. Like those are such <laughs> crazy ideas. You yeah. got such wild ideas. Yeah, I think that's why, like, um, you know, boomers and you know some of the older Gen Xers are uh, so confused on why younger people job hop so much. Yeah, and it's it's like, well. Like this is the this is the thing like everyone runs into like you run into the boomers like not wanting to change. And so uh, like, well, trucking and tucking and I got fired from a job because we tried to try too hard. We tr we tried too hard. Yes, we worked. For, uh, this was like right after high school. We worked for this party supply store, and uh, it was a small local store in Tulsa, and. So they had the aisle, like everyone's been to a party city or a party galaxy or whatever it is near you. And, you know, you go in the aisle and it's like, here are our colored stuff. And yeah. it's like pl big plates, little plates, forks, knives, spoons, different sizes of napkins, cups, you know, and they're, they're all one color. And it'll be like a little row or a column of, of that color. Yes. And then it'll be like black, white. And then it'll be the color spectrum from like red mm -hmm. all the way to blue or blue all the way to red, whatever, whatever order they're in. Right. And so yeah, you'll yeah. go in there and be like, oh, we're doing a party and we want to do, you know, we're doing like <clears throat> Green Bay Packers colors. We want green and gold or there we're going to do like the the Pittsburgh Steelers. We want gold and black. And so you'll like go mix and match as you need or whatever. Or you try and match your theme. And so back in the back where we stored the excess colored napkins, Trucking and Tucking and I wanted them to be sorted by color in relation to how they go on the wall mm -hmm. so that you could walk into the back and be like, oh, uh, we're out of black, large napkins. We need to order those next time. And 
So we like, and and then there was also mixed in with all the solid colors were all the like random themes for like, you know, Paw Patrol, Superman, Batman. And then there'd be like this shelf of a discontinued theme that nobody ever bought. And we're like, hey, what if we took all these discontinued chips and sold them (laughs) for something like kids don't know who Eric Estrada is. Why do we have the chips plates? (laughs) Well, it might be coming back. It might be coming back tab, tab and trucking and tucking. And, uh, and it it did. And, and, and it did come back with Dak Shepard and, uh, what, what's his face from that 70s show? Boy, we look stupid. (laughs) And, and so, yeah, we, we were like, we pushed too hard to try and make things better. And then we got fired one day, just like completely unannounced. Yeah. And it was it was actually it was uh very satisfying to be fired. <laughs> it, it wasn't like getting fired from a job when you get fired and you were you were sad. We literally we had a party that night. Yes. The three of us got together and we yeah. were like, Thank God it's over. We were finally <laughs> free. And uh it's just been nothing but an upward trajectory since then. Cause because it was and then they went out of business and they went out of business because their store was dingy and not well stocked and like mm-hmm. all that the the store had this reputation of being like run down yeah and when you compare it to yeah nobody wants to go to the corporate party city run by warren buffett but it's like well i know mm-hmm. that they'll have what i need and i know that their fucking store won't be dirty when i get there they'll have bright lights <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I remember. I just remember every time I went in, like it's. It was always like, like Star wasn't like it wasn't. It wasn't bright, you know. <laughs> I just remember. I just that was that's my first like thought. I was like, it's like it's not like the the white of a, um, of a, like a hall, you know. What are the the fluorescent light bulbs? Mm-hmm. It's like a dark yellowish brownish color. <laughs> is what I recall. Another yeah, another thing we tried to do was so we had we had costumes because the Halloween costumes were a big thing, right? And the Halloween costumes were just like pack as many of these onto a peg as you possibly can. So every yeah. peg had like three packages hanging mm-hmm. off the front edge, about to fall off. For whatever reason, we pulled the accessories out of the packages, labeled them, and put them in a bo- in boxes randomly sorted in the back instead of being like sorted in any kind of sensical manner. So someone would be like, "Yeah, I'd like to buy this this costume." And be like, oh yeah, it comes with like Boba Fett's blaster, and you go back there to find Boba Fett's box to get get the blaster, and it's just fucking lost to the to the sands of time. <laughs> and then they're like, well, I'm not gonna pay full price if I can't get Boba Fett's blaster with this. And it's like, all right, well, I guess you can go to Party City where they just have them in stock and properly yeah. packaged. Yeah. So one of the things we tried to do was just the the aisle where the the customers could see it instead of having 30 of a package where you, where you have to like pull them all off to find your size. We start, we organized them where they were all like nice and lined up and every peg had just this one of each size, small, medium, large, mm-hmm. extra large, whatever the sizes were. And then if you sold one, you could just go get another one from the back and, and hang it back yeah. up in, in the spot. And it was very easy to sort through. And they were like, no, 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 no. Put this all back the way it was. Put this all back into a big clusterfuck. That's like this is why you went out of business. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry that I I tried to make things better, but they wouldn't listen to us because we were nineteen or twenty, nineteen yeah. I guess, and um, like they didn't think we had any kind of business acumen. But people, you know, well, I, I don't know. 
I don't want to say I don't want to say we like predicted their downfall because it did take them like ten more years to go out of business, but it was mm-hmm. definitely on a downward trajectory. It was a slow slow point. death. Yeah, and um, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating to call those things ahead of time and yeah. not not even necessarily get credit. Like you don't want to be like, oh, Tim, no, you really, no. but but to just have someone acknowledge the fact that you were right. Mm-hmm. That's why I love. I know I realize it's petty and it's like a personal failing. But I love being right. Yeah. And I love when someone, when someone acknowledges that I'm right in, in the future, because yeah. that means that they had to admit that they, they don't have to admit that they're wrong, but they were wrong. Yeah. Which is important. It's important to admit when you're wrong. And that's why when I'm wrong, I try and admit things. I try and admit that to people because I, as long as I want it from people, I figure I should also give it out to mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything more you want to say about being Nostradamus? Yeah, I think, well, I don't want to spoil it for the people, but I think I know what your issue is. Because oh, I yeah? can see the future. Oh, and not because we discussed it beforehand. No, 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 absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, well, you ready to, uh, well, that, I guess that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for. This episode is brought to you in part by the Ricky the News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? I'm just assuming you have news. Yeah, I do. Um, Oh, good. Our first news story comes to us from Nevada. Um, Usually the kind of crime is usually centered around uh, Las Vegas, of course, Mm -hmm. in in Nevada. But, uh, you know, there's some there's some stuff going on in uh, in Lake Tahoe. Uh, The police in Lake Tahoe are on the lookout for a prowler who they say has been breaking into hotel rooms and fondling women's feet. (laughs) <laughs> they say they're investigating two separate reports uh from this past week uh from a hotel resort there uh in lake tahoe they said that two different women reported waking up about 4 30 a.m to an intruder fondling their feet they wake up they, when they woke up he uh he ran out of the room mm. uh they say that uh in both cases the rooms were on the ground floor. Um, so he's not like mission impossibling his way into this hotel. Can you, can you imagine like wanting to touch someone's feet? I cannot. So bad. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, me either. Me either. But let's pretend uh, you're exchanging feet for, I don't know, uh, boobs right yeah right like that's something you can understand right you can understand that <laughs> I, was, I was trying to wait to see how long it takes you to figure that out <laughs> um but can you imagine like wanting wanting to fondle any pair so badly that you just break into a hotel in the middle of the night <laughs> no yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like how, how, like, you know, like this dude has a day job and he's just like so strong and pent up at, at, at his job. Like Carol in accounting shows up and she's wearing like uh, flip flops one day and so <laughs> yeah. like nice business shoes. And he's just like, oh, I need to leave early boss. <laughs> <laughs> he's like in the parking garage beating off in his yeah. own car. And then he drives home and he's like, tonight, tonight we're going to the hotel near Lake Tahoe. We're breaking in and touching some feet. Yeah, that's um, talk about being a fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah. I hope they I hope they catch this guy. 
Do you? Yeah, because I I want I want like <laughs> someone that disturbed needs to be locked away for a long time. Maybe well, here's like the thing. Home. Here's the thing is like, um, what was the last time you were in a hotel? Oh man, I don't know. Uh, it's been a while. It's, it might have been when I interviewed here. Or no, okay. yeah, it, it was. It was. Uh, you've been, in, you've been in, in a modern hotel. Yeah. Uh, how hard do you think it would be for someone to break into your room in the middle of the night? Um, without you noticing. Oh, it'd be pretty difficult. Yeah, like yeah. these, like like these ladies weren't oh. like <laughs> so awakened you're by. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is they weren't awakened by like their door being busted in and him running over there and grabbing their feet they were woken up by him in the middle of the act. That's, that's the other weird thing. Oh, you know, I just figured out who this was. It's probably Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Cancel Dave Chappelle. Yeah. That That's the other weird thing. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would wake up to someone unless I was totally drunk or yeah. <laughs> had taken like a, a bunch of sleep meds. I cannot imagine not being woken up by someone like coming in the window, coming through the door, I also make sure to lock the door. Yeah. Put that little thingy in. Uh-huh. And um to get for someone to get close enough to touch me. And also I assume I assume he's not like touching their feet over the covers, you know? No, he's gotta pull yeah. that cover back uh-huh. and then touch the feet. So I would I kind of feel like that there's a whole motion he's, there that's going on. on. He's not into shoes, man. He's not into shoes. He's into feet. <laughs> yeah. And a fair point. You might be able to get in there, sneak in there, and be like sniff it. They're one of those, you know, they're like uh they do the Japanese thing where they take their shoes off right at the door. You just yeah, kind of get yeah. that door cracked open and grab a shoe, and then you're in the hallway just like <laughs> oh yeah. And you slide it back in there without anybody noticing. Yeah. What do you even do with a foot? What's what is erotic about a foot in any single way? I don't know. They're almost to me they're as dirty as our hands, but like if the, if, if not worse because of the fact that you don't <laughs> wash them constantly. Well, that but also you know women <laughs> like constantly taking their shoes off everywhere. I saw a post. Uh, I where it was, but it was like. Uh, wedding weekend or something, and it was it was one night in or two nights into the the wedding weekend, and they like showed pictures of the hotel room, and it just it looked like a fucking disaster zone. It looked Jesus. like a city, a town after a tornado was hit, mm-hmm. and shit just sprawled all around. And then one of the pictures was of one of the people like passed out in the bed, and the bottom of her feet were just fucking black, like she'd been walking mm-hmm. all day on all kinds of different surfaces without shit. Yeah, yeah, like. Get some fucking flip flops or sandals for the love of God, bitch. Yeah. Anyway, do you have any more news stories? I do. Um, we're going to move over to a different state. We're moving over to Maryland. Uh, where a local, yeah. Uh, uh, a local Maryland man was charged with first degree murder. After he allegedly stole a forklift from a Lowe's home improvement store and then ran a woman over with it in a, in a nearby parking lot of a Home Depot. All right. We're going to need someone to check up on Fred Rush. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been trying to fulfill his wish. Of this is a, a this is a this is a cross home improvement store murder. <laughs> um, so he so, stole, he stole the, the forklift from Lowe's and killed someone at Home Depot. 
Yes, he stole the. <laughs> he broke into the Lowe's at like at like twelve thirty in the morning. Um, he stole the forklift and he rammed it through the rear gates, and he drove it about a half mile uh, northeast of the Lowe's to a Home Depot, where he then rammed um, one of the cars in the parking lot, um, and unfortunately. Uh, in that parking lot was a lady sleeping in her car. Uh, oh, she was, I was going to ask what she's doing in a fucking Home Depot parking lot at 1230 in the morning. Yeah. Um, wow. So <laughs> she, she Do was you sleeping think in he her like car. had something a, a specifically a vendetta against that woman? Nope. They say that he did not know her. He was oh, okay. just a crazy person. <laughs> um, she woke up when it her when he started touching your feet yeah <laughs> she got out of the car uh and began running away um so he followed her and ran her over with the forklift <laughs> dear god yeah that's that is some that's rough shit man uh-huh forklifts are heavy too yeah i mean i, I mean <laughs> I only deal with them, you know, on a, on a regular basis when they're, uh, you know, either you stationary stacking boxes uh-huh. or moving at you know, such a slow speed that it's easy to get away from them. Yeah. You can't imagine one going like top speed prongs out into a car. Yeah. They, and they get, they can get going pretty, yeah. pretty good speeds on a straightaway. Man. So he rammed her car and then he's like, oh, that bitch is not getting away and chased her down. <laughs> he GTA. Yeah, he GTA. Forked her. Forked her real hard. <laughs> uh, <sighs> wow. Uh, do you have any more news stories? Uh, got, well, I was going to ask you if you had any. I've got uh, one here. Yeah, sure. Uh, go ahead. Doctors were stunned to find almost an entire octopus lodged down a patient's throat after he complained of having difficulty swallowing. The 55-year-old man was admitted to the hospital after eating a meal that included octopus. He told uh-huh. medics that he had started vomiting immediately after he ate the dish. Health experts at the Tan Tok Seng Hospital in Singapore carried out a scan of his esophagus, and uh, they show an octopus fucking trying to crawl its ass back out of that man. Uh, they were left no choice but to uh, do an esophagastrastudinoscopy on the patient. And uh, they tried to extract the mass, and that was unsuccessful. And uh, yeah, they they dragged <laughs> an octopus at him. So I just want to say that's why I'm not fucking eating sushi, Tim. Hold on, hold on, though, hold on. Right, I I've got some questions. Right, okay. If you took a bite of sushi and didn't like it, mm-hmm. and it caused you to then vomit. Mm-hmm. How would you wind up later that night at the doctor's office with a whole fish in your throat? That well, doesn't line. That doesn't line up. <laughs> no, he ate the whole thing and then he didn't feel well. And then he vomited and then he went to the hospital and they were like, you have, sir, you have an octopus inside. He ate a whole sir, octopus. Yeah. He put a whole octopus in his mouth and apparently swallowed it without noticing. You know, I feel like this guy is like the deep throat champion of the world. <laughs> goat, goat, the throat goat. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Some fucked up shit. Now, now I've had octopus. Like I've had baby octopus. Like they're about this big. I can see that getting stuck in someone's throat, but not like a full on 
hyd- hydra of an octopus. Yeah, a kaiju, if you will. That's Jesus the picture Christ. down the guy's throat. It's fucking coming to get you, Tim. That's uh, octop- horrifying. Octopi are not uh, nice to look at. No, they're not. Well, no, that I I think they're cool looking, like in the in a in this ocean or when they're swimming. No, they're, around they're, they're cool looking, but like that picture. I mean, there oh, was yeah, nothing that, in that picture but octopus, and it's yeah. disgusting. Horrifying. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't wish that on my seventeenth to worst enemy. Yeah, sixteenth. Yeah. All to the worst, rest though, yeah, get other. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you and you had one more? No, that's that's it for the news this week. I believe oh, that's it. That's it. Well, this has been the Réseau Nouvelle Rikida, définitivement pas de fausse nouvelle. Our legal obligations, but you know what doesn't take care of Tim getting octopus insurance. And yeah, let's get octopus insurance. You can visit us at subscribestar.com/hwidg, tip.hwidg.com, and patreon.com forward slash hwidg, which stands for. Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our mini-sodes where you do the random uh, small issues. We have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. We have our $5 tier. We do our bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we watch and record a feature of the commentary. And finally, we have our $50 spike producer tier where you get a say in the show. Uh, you can request a special guest or... You can request a special episode, format change, ban a voicemail, or ban someone from the Discord. Anything you want that we can reasonably fulfill, we'll do so. We still have a request for you, me, and Tony to do a, a volcano commentary, but it's been very difficult to align all three of those schedules. So I'll have to get yes. that figured out. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to all of our supporters, big and small, and all the different platforms. <laughs> Without your support, we would not still be doing this show. 346 consecutive weeks running. Man. But uh, let's get back into some issues, shall we, Tim? Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Flopbusters. So I was doing some... Uh, Indiana Jones came out this past weekend, or the weekend it before. It came out somewhat recently. Um, no, it was, it, was it, made, this, it was this weekend, this past weekend. Yeah, it made like uh, $40 million at the box office or something, something absurdly small. Yikes. And it got it's it's allegedly like a six hundred million dollar movie. Um, I, I, I think the I mean I saw the budget was I mean it was akin to it, like Avengers Endgame is what I saw. Yeah, the official budget that's being published for Dial of Destiny is three hundred million, but that's yeah. But you got to include marketing and yeah, and, and marketing man. and all that. But also they're they're saying that those that number might be being deflated and not counting for like the reshoots they had to do and oh, of course things of that yeah, nature. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, it's it's current worldwide box office gross is hundred sixty-five million dollars, which makes it the fourteenth largest movie of the year twenty twenty-three so far. Um I'd just like to point out that Titanic made seventy million dollars this year somehow. <laughs> uh and it, it got me thinking like Hollywood is really, really leaning into these two hundred million I remember when it was like these $200 million movies, it was like, the, you know, the, I think the first Avengers movie, the, the 2012 movie, yeah, it cost 
like somewhere two or two, 200, 250 million dollars. And it and was, it was like, at the time, it was huge. I was like, this is way too much fucking money to make. I, you know, The Dark Knight Rises was like a 200 million dollar movie. And it was like, oh, wow. And now, uh, Ant Man Quantumania had a 200 million dollar budget. Ant Man. <laughs> and and it's yeah. just like it's mind-boggling um the amount of money they're blowing into these these movies to the point where these every movie being made has to so the thing about the hollywood accounting the hollywood accounting is fucked so if a movie has a 100 million dollar budget you double that because they're going to spend probably about that same amount another 100 million dollars on marketing marketing yeah so now it's a 200 million dollar budgeted movie and then when it goes to theaters in the U.S., internationally, the agreements are, are even worse. But in the U.S., they get about 50% of the box office split. Opening weekend, they get like 80. And then the number slowly goes down over the mm-hmm. course of the run until towards the end, the theater is getting a lot more of the money. But it averages yep. out to about 50%. So if a movie, they make a $100 million movie, they spend $100 million marketing it. They have to make four hundred million dollars at the box office to break even. Four hundred the the four hundred one million dollars they've made a million dollars of profit. So they keep churning out these movies that cost more and more and more money. Um, Fast X, by far the most expensive movie on this list, and I think one of the most expensive movies ever made. Three hundred forty million dollar uh, budget. Well, it made seven hundred million dollars at the international box office which kind of makes it start to look like it's breaking even, but Mm -hmm. not really. No. When you consider all the marketing that that movie went into. And I just have to wonder, like, at what point does does someone go, hey, this isn't working. Maybe we shouldn't. So I have, like, the top 16 movies of uh, 2023. And of those, uh, eight made more than their budget made more than double their their budget back and these are the top movies and these these are the top 16 yeah and yeah. this is this is also i'm not accounting for marketing this is just like straight budget reports yeah uh mario made one billion three hundred fifty one million dollars on a hundred million dollar box office that seems like a pretty good uh investment yeah for, for mario Guardians of the Galaxy at number two made $878 million on a $250 million budget, which does kind of seem like they churned out Mm -hmm. some profit. It's one of the only profitable um, Marvel movies. Fast X, $700 million on $340. Spider-Man, $617 million on a $100 million box office, which kind of makes me start to think they're just going to dump a bunch of money into fucking animated films. Yeah, that's what it sounds. I mean, (laughs) it looks like they're the ones making money. But then you have Elemental, which made two hundred million dollars on a two hundred million dollar budget. So yeah, and that that guy that got just plopped out there. And and I, I also a lot of these I just don't believe the the numbers. The Flash made two hundred fifty million dollars. I don't. These are all my the numbers are worldwide. This is not in the U.S. This is all the money yes. they could possibly make. Yeah, the Flash made two hundred fifty million dollars, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, on a two hundred twenty million dollar budget, which I think is I think they're lowballing. Oh, of course, because that movie has been in development for twenty years. No, not I wouldn't go that far. It's been when did uh, Justice League come out? 2017, 2018? Yeah. yeah, it's been since then. Like it was supposed to be the big follow up to Justice. Mm-hmm. They switched directors and writers and director writers and writer directors like 
five, six, seven times. Yeah, and shot and re-edited and shot and re-edited. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, John Wick made four hundred twenty seven million dollars on a hundred million dollar budget. It seems like a pretty pretty solid outlier. Mm-hmm. Creed made two hundred seventy five million dollars at number nine on a seventy five million dollar budget. Evil Dead at number fifteen made hundred forty six million dollars at nineteen on a nineteen million dollar budget. Like that's a good one there. When yeah. I'm I'm looking at all these things that are like under under ten, they seem I guess under like twelve, things start to kind of even out where the the budget numbers are getting mm-hmm. low and the box offices are getting high. And you know, when you when you look at a movie like Dial of Destiny, which um I you know, it made it's made what did I say, $165 million, which is mind blowing that like this is the breadth of what has happened to Lucasfilm in 10 years. Like when did when did they announce the 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 buyout? 2012, 2013? Somewhere around there, yeah. In 10 years, they have fucking run Lucasfilm. They have run every property they have into the ground at warp speed. Just fucking... Indiana Jones should have made a bunch of money purely by virtue of being an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, how how much advertising have you seen for Indiana Jones? So fucking much. Really? Yeah. I I, I haven't got a hit of it. Oh, I've seen so many fucking Indiana Jones advertisement things. And then you have all the YouTubers that are trying to like pivot off the new movie coming out. Yeah. I had to block uh, a bunch of Indiana Jones accounts on Instagram because that was Mm. all the ads I was getting for a while. Yeah. Um, You are also way more into that. Those movies than I am Uh, into Indiana Jones. Yeah. I'm into two of them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But you know, I would figure like just, just, just by budget alone, I would be getting like, I, I like you said guardians three had a lower budget. Guardians three yeah, had a $250 million budget. I mean, and I remember when that was coming out, I get, it was just, I mean, couldn't escape the ads for that movie. Yeah. A fast X was like that too. I, I saw so much, uh, even fast X fast I've X. seen, I've seen more fast X than, uh, than I did Indiana Jones movies. And I think that my time would have been better spent uh, in three hours last weekend watching fast X and it was dial of destiny. Oh, absolutely. Fast X is amazing. I, yeah. I love, I love fast. I love dial, fast of, dial of destiny was a three hour snooze fest. I love fast X so much that I pre-ordered the Blu-ray and I was upset that it wasn't going to get here until the end of the year. So much okay, that I because, texted into our group text with yeah, trucking yeah. and tucking where I was like, yeah. this is bullshit. I love fast X so much. I bought fast and furious nine, which I did not like. <laughs> okay. Because I, I would pull, I would road like run it back if I could, but, but in the group text, like you were like, I, I'm guys, I'm going to watch fast X. I'll, I'll let you know how it is. And then you were like, ah, this is kind of, I just, I think you're like, I'm yeah. not loving this. It started and then, out and I was like, this movie's bad. I don't like yeah, it. You're like, I'm and not loving it, this. And then all I remember, the last thing I remember you saying is like, ah, I got to go see the next one. I, no, I, I guess it didn't, I guess, I guess it didn't come, didn't come over. It didn't come across the text. I got <laughs> no. to the end of that movie and I was like, when does Fast 11 come out? And when can I get tickets? And it was like April, 2024. I'm like, April, 2024. What the, no, no, April 2025, I think. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I got to go back to movie theaters to watch the next Fast and Furious movie, Tim. That's how good Fast X was. Really? Yeah. I got to see if uh, Trucking and Tucking has seen it yet. And if not, we should. Uh, you guys should watch it together. Yeah. 
or or we could do one of these and watch it. I can stream. That it. would be pretty sweet. I'd watch it again. Yeah, we could start doing remote movie night. In any case, yeah. back to the off this stupid tangent. Um, I look. I, you know, Disney is hemorrhaging money. Disney has had just been yeah. kicked in the teeth a lot. Oh, did you see the leak? No. Sorry, another another tangent. Okay. Uh, someone someone leaked all of Disney's shell companies. <laughs> oh wow! And there's some in there that are like. Oh, okay. I didn't know they owned Remax. <laughs> I don't know that either. Yeah. And so that's like Little Mermaid allegedly made $529 million on a $250 million budget. That's but barely breaking even. That's barely breaking even. And also, yeah. I think that Disney figured out a way to inject money into their box office totals somewhere around Black Panther uh, and and Captain Marvel. like. Uh-huh to make make these movies seem bigger than they are and the same with avatar like i don't know anybody who saw avatar 2 but it apparently made like a billion (laughs) dollars uh and so this the same way with little mermaid it made 500 it made 500 million dollars worldwide made 250 million dollars in the u.s box Mm -hmm. office i don't know a single fuck person that that went saw it not one person not even black people so it's like and all and those the fucking Disney live action shit they're so bad, and they just keep they just keep churning them out. So churning them out. But like I look at Disney, they're they're getting kicked in the teeth of like you know Ant Man, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, Elemental. They're they're really not having a good time. No. It's like you spent three hundred million dollars on an Indiana Jones movie that nobody wanted. No, <laughs> Harrison Ford didn't want to do it. The, the audience doesn't want it like the I think like Indiana Jones cachet has really disappeared since Crystal Skull. That was that was almost 20 years ago that Crystal Skull came out. Yeah. 15. So, yeah. 2005. It was it was 2005. 2004, 2005, I think. Crystal Skull. No. Yeah. Crystal Skull came out when we were in high school. Then maybe was it 2008? Yeah. Somewhere around there. So I guess it's only like 15 years. Yeah. But in any case, it came out quite a bit ago and people didn't like that movie a lot. And so they kind of like lost interest in the brand. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, yeah, let's, let's do another one. It'll be the, it'll be, you know, the last one had a nice little button up happy ending. Well, we'll have our own new happy ending and we'll introduce a new, a new female character, which everyone hates that trope now. Mm-hmm. And We'll we'll make it all. It'll just all be digital. We'll digitally DH Harrison Ford. Have you seen the, have you seen the pictures of of Her- like the Harrison Ford mask they put on stuntmen that look yes, like real yes. flesh? <laughs> Creepy as shit. <laughs> and so then, of course, like it's not found in audiences. Like, you could have taken that three hundred million dollars. That three hundred million dollars, you could have made uh, six Evil Dead's. Yep. Right. No. You could have made you could have made fifteen Evil Dead's, fifteen Evil Dead's, and each of, it's, it sounds like those made they made one hundred forty six million dollars each. Well, so so minus the uh, budget, that's a one hundred million dollar profit. Yeah. So and, you turn <laughs> times fifteen. <laughs> yeah, one point five billion dollars uh, instead of zero dollars. Yeah. yeah, and like I. Uh, this is kind of what I think killed the superhero genre was that the movies all got to be too big. They're, they're, the, like, they're all worldwide extinction event level yeah. stories aside from, but also like 
I, well, I think like you have a bigger budget, you have to go big with the story because like, what else are you gonna spend the money on? Yeah, and and I don't think that bigger is necessarily better. No, I, I you know I like I you know the Dark Knight versus the Dark Knight Rises. There's a, there's a big budget gap there as far as like what what each movie costs, but mm-hmm. the Dark Knight is by far the better film because it yeah. it I think that um constraint breeds creativity it does ways, it always does in ways that just like this is that's why the prequels all suck is because everyone was just like yeah that sounds great george make him mm. have a 50s diner in space and have <laughs> four arms it'll be awesome like sure introduce a, a new bad guy for the third movie in a row yeah instead of having one bad guy that's like actually threatening because you keep getting rid of them right away and and so those movies, like, they're just bland, which is, I think, the worst thing a movie can be is bland. And that, when I look at, like, did you know that Transformers Rise of the Beast came out already? Yeah, because, uh, yeah, some some of my uh, cat food coworkers went to go see it when we were uh, in, uh, when we were in uh, St. Louis. In, in St. Louis. Yeah. yeah, $386 million on a $200 million budget. Why are they still making those? I don't remember. I don't remember how many of those are have come out and come and gone since the last time I watched one was. Probably three. Yeah, I, I would guess. But they they just gotta keep uh, trimming out that D and D movie made two hundred eight million dollars on a hundred fifty million dollar budget. Like why why are you making a D and D movie with a hundred fifty million dollars? Yeah, <laughs> I was. Sure, I, I was, It didn't. It didn't seem like a one hundred fifty million dollar movie. I mean, other than the fact. So I will say like. That movie is very fast paced. Yeah. And that might have, you know, with how much CG is in it, like, like now it's like, <laughs> you know, you're in a forest, you're in an ice cavern, you're in a desert, you're in a lava pool, you're underground, you're on the moon. It's, you know, you know what I mean? Like that must like just asset wise. Yeah. Um, I, probably a lot, but. I watched The Martian today. Uh-huh. And that movie is like, a big sci-fi movie. I don't know if it was a success or not. I think it was, but, yeah. But it was really good. Yeah. And I can't remember the last time that I watched like a really good movie that was that was modern and not tied to anything. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, look, I look at this and, and you know, Shazam sequel, Dial of Destiny sequel, Elemental, original property from Pixar, D&D adaptation the flash yeah. sequel rise of the beast sequel ant-man sequel mermaid re- remake spider-man mm-hmm. uh sequel fast x sequel guardians of the galaxy sequel mario adaptation john wick sequel creed sequel scream sequel evil dead sequel top 16 movies none of them are an original concept well one one, one original concept i guess the elemental yeah yeah i guess that's kind of an an original concept it's the barest of bones of concepts like what if fire and ice had to be together <laughs> and so yeah it's just like everyone's tired of this you could like the the first john wick in 2014 it was like a 30 40 million dollar movie i don't remember what the exact but but it costs yeah. almost nothing to make comparatively um the studio gave it no marketing and it became, it made like a hundred million dollars. It was enough of a success to warrant 
a sequel, but it took him a couple of years to make a sequel because yes. where it really caught on was in streaming. Everyone was like, this John Wick movie is fucking incredible. Like that's how I, I didn't know about it when it came out. It was, was pretty, I, w- I would say it was, it was underground until like three came out. Ah, uh, yeah. Like two, two made a, two made a decent splash, but I think like one and two, like were like these two movies are like, it's, it's you know, it's like they're sleeper hits. There's, yeah. there's two of them, you know, they came out and the second nowhere. one's awesome. Also, uh, kind of like the equalizer. Yeah. But two is not good. Yeah. And it's, an have adaptation. you seen the trailer for three? I heard that there's going to be a three. I'm there's a trailer for three trailer. out. It I'll looks it. like it, it, it looks a little more akin to one. I will say that's good. Yeah. Cause two is kind of a piece of crap. It kind of was. Um, I, I just like at a certain point you have to go, well, you know, they took, they took a little bit of a risk that they're taking a $20 million risk and coming out with a $40 million profit at the end of the day versus taking a 200 million, $300 million risk and losing all your money. At what point do they start to stop, start to pause and say, well, what if we made, what if we made 15 small movies Mm -hmm. with, and we like, we got some, some good actors and we had like a, uh, the Martian is an adaptation of a book. Uh, but it wasn't a sequel to anything. We, what if we just like, and we got some good actors and we got a good script, but I don't think, I don't think anyone in Hollywood is capable of like that pattern recognition anymore. No. And even though everyone's been calling this, like when they announced that they were going to make a new Indiana Jones movie, everyone went, Oh, this movie's going to fucking fail at the box office. Yeah, yeah. And they're just, they're just like, yeah, we got to stay the course. The flash movie. It's like, this is not a good idea. And fucking here it is making $250 million on an alleged $220 million budget. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you 200 of that $250 million was people wanting to go see Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody wanted to go fucking see Ezra Miller, especially no. not Ezra Miller in two roles. Yeah. <laughs> and so it almost seems like what the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to, whereas they used to be like, we're going to try and make a movie for uh, $45 and make a billion dollars out of it. And then like rub that in the face of all the other studio executives and like, all right, well, we're going to make a $300 million movie and not even make a hundred million dollars. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, it's a race to the bottom with them as if, if we lose enough money, I I'm, I'm worried that we're going to have a Hollywood bailout in the next five or 10 years where yeah. it'll be like Hollywood's failing. We need to spend a billion dollars of government money to, to prop them all up. Like, no, no. fucking let them die. Yeah. They fucking built this, this house of cards that's collapsing on themselves. I'm not doing anything interesting for a decade now. Like no one can write an original movie to save their lives. And if they do, it goes straight to Netflix and, and nobody ever hears about it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just, I would really like to see a movie that's crafted. John Wick was a movie that was crafted. Nobody, nobody yeah, was yeah. an original movie, kind of a an unoriginal concept. And it was like the creative team that brought you John Wick. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it, I like went into that suspicious and was pleased. I would like to, I would like to be able to go and be suspicious and be pleased more and not just, I like, just write off an, a whole fast X. I went in suspicious mm-hmm. and I was pleased, but I, mo, not, I mean, of these 16 movies, John wick, 
uh, Fast X. That's it. That's that's what I want to see of the top 16 yeah. movies of the year so far. Creed 3, I'll maybe check out. It's after I've watched all the Rocky movies eventually. Uh, Scream 6, I might check out on, around Halloween when I'm looking for something to do. I've never seen any of the Evil Dead, so I don't really give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking more likely to go see Titanic. Star <laughs> Wars 6, uh, Return of the Jedi made $7 million this year in the United States. How is that possible? How I don't are know. They, they're making when we were we were talking about it. Uh Titanic made 15 million dollars in the United States. That's a million people. That's a million people went and saw Titanic this year. <sighs> Fucking why? So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna so I, I I typed in real quick. I just typed in like top films 2023. And I wanted to look at some of the ones that weren't, you know, sequels. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why this is on the top films of 2023 um, other than it must have decent reviews. Cause did you know Guy Ritchie put out a movie this year? Nope. Did you know it stars Jason Statham as basically James Bond? No, that sounds like an interesting premise. I'd, watch I'd that. at least give that a couple of minutes to watch that wrath of man that he did like last yeah. year. Totally fine movie. Fucking yeah. Perfectly fine. It was yes. enjoyable. I think we watched it all the way to the end. Yep. Um, this the Guy Ritchie movie. It's called uh, Operation Fortune. Yes. Came out this year. Had a budget of fifty million. Made thirty eight. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I didn't even go deep into the like real flops because there are some real fucking flops. Oh, I year. bet. Like yeah. movies that got made on on thirty or forty million dollar budgets and million dollar budgets and made fuck all. Yeah. It's these it's these giant blockbusters that are supposed to be the top of the list and are just like uh, you have a 50 50 percent chance of making back your production budget <laughs> unless you get make some make something like Mario yeah and, and and once again Hollywood will learn all the wrong lessons they'll do more animated films they'll uh, they'll just make more shit. They'll just keep churning out shit. Here's a flop that I had no idea about. Did you know Ben Affleck is in a mystery action thriller that had a budget of $65 million directed by and written by Robert Rodriguez? Nope. Box office of 6.7 million. I think that I think I did actually hear about, and that's the biggest flop of the year. Ah, Cause I was looking up flops and it's like, Oh yeah, there's not a list of, there's not a list of the biggest flops. I'm like, well, why not? Why not? The, yeah. There should be, there should be a list the same way you box office mojo. Cause box office yeah. mojo used to have the gross and the budget doesn't have the budget anymore. I had to go like individually look up the budget of all 16 of these movies. It's yeah, really uh, fucking annoying. The Pope's exorcist, the Russell Crowe movie, 75 million. Uh, it, oh no, it made 75 million on a budget of 18 million. That's a decent That's a fucking success. Yeah. See, if you, if you, uh, there's a, there's a line in the Patriot aim small, miss small. Yes. Aim, aim for a button and yeah. you'll still hit the man aim for a man. And you may miss and hit a trace. Yes. yes. Uh, fucking start making $20 million. Like, and that's the thing is that they'll still make $20 million films, but they won't make like $60 million films. Mm-hmm. You go from a 20 million to you make a couple as a director. Now you make a couple of $20 million 
sleeper hits. Yes. And then they're like, all right, you're going to direct the next Marvel movie or you're going to manage the DC universe or you're going to do something. And here's $200 million. And so you can't like go climb up this ladder of, of slightly bigger, slightly bigger films until you're making something huge. Unless like you purposefully like that, that Adam driver dinosaur movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's a million. Yeah. That's a two character movie. You know what I mean? Like on purpose. Yeah. Apparently so, it's extremely bad. The budget for that's gonna be gonna be low. <laughs> it's two there's two people in the movie, you know. That's the other thing, it's like I wish uh, there I was I was reading about John Wick four and about like the John Wick franchise and mm-hmm. about some of these movies that are coming out now. And it's like you, we live in a world where John Wick exists. And I so I rewatched the movies this this past weekend. Yeah. I watched I watched the first movie on the first and the second movie on the second, et cetera, and so on and so forth. And I was watching three and the the hallway fight with the axes and the knives that's was done all as like one long take with basically they just did it a couple of times. Oh, like three different, different angles. angles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's a point where Keanu's fighting this guy and he's uh, like obviously tired. In the shot, yes. he is tired. Yes. But it works everyone's because, tired in that shot. But it works yeah. because you would be. Yeah. And you know, as whereas in the matrix, everything was cut. You'd like go like, like three blocks and then you cut and you do like another couple of things and then you cut. And so you were, there was never tired. Like there's a realism in there. And the, that amount of realism, like I know in my head, all the glass in that, those shots is fake. Yes. They're just yeah. doing this into nothing. And then they add in the sound and the digital glass and it falls and they grab the knives. The blades are all fucking fake. The whole, there's so there's a lot of CG in that sequence. But none of it matters because at the core, it's grounded in reality. The reality being, we just fucking sat this camera on a tripod and watched these guys punch it, punch each other for three minutes. And they're fucking exhausted as they would be. And so much of the movie is based on like the minimal amount of realism as that. That's why nobody was so shockingly good as a movie. Because it's like, here's Bob Odenkirk. He was Saul Goodman. And in my head, I'm like, oh, we're going to, here's another taken situation. Yes. Where, where that's all fucking Liam Neeson has done ever since Taken is just make more Takens where he's he's like a an action hero who's put together entirely by editing. Yes. Yeah. And it's like if you just made movies that were grounded like this and took a little bit more discipline and you shot in real places instead of trying to do everything in front of a fucking green screen and trying to, you know, digitally de-age all your characters instead of making instead of making another Indiana Jones movie, what if you made another movie inspired by 40 serials of an adventurer? Mm-hmm. What if you I mean, you could just make another movie where it was like Indiana Jones, but he's not Indiana Jones. People might go see that. You could make one for like $35 million with some lesser known actor and mm-hmm. go film in Sri Lanka or somewhere where that nobody gives a fuck about there yeah, are no yeah, union yeah. regulations. And then if, and then when that movie makes a hundred million dollars at the box office, hey, we made a little bit of money. Let's make another one. Let's make this one for $45 million yeah, yeah. and see if you can build a franchise out of nothing. Because that George Lucas's ideas weren't original. What if we made no. Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai in space? Or not, it's not Seven Samurai. Whatever fucking, one, whichever fucking samurai movie. What if we made it in space? What yeah. if I like took all this fucking hokey religion shit and synthesized into his own deal? What if we made like an old, it was like a, a sci-fi serial from, from the 40s. What if we made an action adventure serial like from the 40s? Yeah. Like 
It's a man is it's a man is creatively bankrupt, but he was really good at synthesis, where he like pull from a bunch of stuff and put it together and make it look like he had his own original idea. <laughs> and none of these fucking actors, none of these writers and directors can do that anymore. They no. can't like you could just make another space monk uh, fighting movie, and if you did it well, and not like a fucking Bruce Willis boomer shooter where. You try and do it for the limit, most minimal amount of budget you possibly can. You gotta like go for yeah. a mid budget, like take a fucking risk. Take a risk. Stop making three hundred million dollar movies that nobody wants to see. Stop. Like, I there was a time there was a time where just like Pixar popped up on the screen, and I was like, I'll go see it. Yep, yep. It, like they had a stellar record. They had every single movie they made was great. And even even ones that I was skeptical of, like the Good Dinosaur, people shit all over the Good Dinosaur, but uh, like, and you knew exactly what the Good Dinosaur was going to be walking mm-hmm. in, but it was it was well done enough that you know, that it was enjoyable. And then there have been so many Pixar movies, like in the last five years, that I didn't even know existed. Like, yeah. Oh, hey, did you hear about the uh, the one about where they're like jazz musicians? I'm like, that sounds like that'd be perfect for me. I love jazz, <laughs> like Pixar movies. And I like saw a trailer. Soul was right. Soul, Soul. yeah. And I was like, Ooh, no. Oh. And then this Elemental it was like, Elemental is a huge flop. And what the fuck is Elemental? <laughs> a Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. Poor guys. It's like these are the same people that made Wally, one of my all-time favorite movies uh, ever. And by all-time favorite movies, I mean the first half of Wally. Yeah. The the yes. the silent before movie the part. before the humans. Yeah. 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 Uh. The first seven minutes of Up, which is a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> like, this is the same studio. The yeah. same studio made Toy Story, one of my absolute favorite, favorite movies as a child, yeah. which had a Toy Story 2. I don't know how many Toy times Sto- I watched that movie growing up, dude. Yeah. Toy Story 3, which had a beautiful ending to the yes. series. And then yeah. they're like, we're making Toy Story 4. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Who asked for that? And they're like, what if in Toy Story 4, we abandoned all of the the things that Woody believed? What if we just took that character and threw away <laughs> absolutely everything that made him a character? It's like, huh, I thanks, I hate this. Woody's going to be selfish and run out and be on his own instead of like looking yeah. after a kid, which is like literally all he exists to be. It's like a single could've... motivating factor as a character for three fucking films. For three fucking films, that's all he cares about. Yeah. And then they're like, what if in the fourth one he didn't care about that anymore? Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> like, and they're also making a Toy Story 5. Of course they Son are. Son of a bitch. Like, would their mo- that money be much better spent on like a Rex and Ham buddy cop movie? That would be an amazing <laughs> movie, Tim. <laughs> I would watch or, the shit out of Rex's hand, buddy cops. Or a Mr. Potato spy thriller. <laughs> Think about it. Why aren't Think we about writing it. for Hollywood? Mission Impossible <laughs> with Mr. Potato Head. You can like swap out gadgets yes. for his different things. I yes. love it. I love it. I yeah. There there's but they're like, well, we can't make we can't take a risk on a on a T-Rex and ham buddy cop movie. That'll never work. We'll have to do an Incredibles 2 where we abandon all of the premise of the original film. <laughs> uh, uh. And then have a massive flop on our hands. Yeah, they're it's like a I, I swear they're racing to the bottom. They're like they're trying to create 
a crisis of American filmmaking and fucking Joe Biden or whoever's president in four or five years will get out on fucking television in the, in the Oval Office, be like, hands are my fellow Americans, our great American art form of film is dying. They, the Hollywood studios have, have come into this crisis of filmmaking. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? A great American, <laughs> a great American art form. All movies today are made to be in China. Yeah. All movies, like all movies have to go through a filter of what's going to fucking sell in China. So eat my ass. If the Chinese don't want to fucking watch it, blow me. Start making movies for <laughs> Americans. Start making movies that Americans want to see. And then when China's like, uh, yeah, we don't want to, we don't like this movie because it has, we don't like your Mulan because it has ghosts and shit in it. We don't like ghosts and shit. It's like, well, hey, you know what? Fuck you, China. Mulan's our movie. It's our American ass movie. <laughs> Fuck you. It's our American movie. It's just like how we do food. We're taking your culture and we're turning it into our own fucking animated movies. And guess what? <laughs> then we're going to get in our boats. We're going to sail asses over, over there and we're going to make some men out of you, you motherfuckers. <laughs> That's what, what fucking Hollywood needs to say. But no, they're over there just like... <laughs> What do you what you want? You want uh, more sequels to superhero schlock? Whatever you want, China. Oh, we have to make the Chinese save Matt Damon in The Martian because God forbid fucking America should save him as is. That way we can sell this movie in fucking China. Fuck you. Fucking build a wall. Build a wall around China. They've already got one. Fucking finish the whole thing. Fuckers. So that's my issue. Flopbusters. And that wraps it up for this week's episode. Of Here's what I'll get. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Jim the Hannibreaker. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. If you Amazing. Are calling the Here's One Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the discord under voicemail upload. We have a channel there. Unfortunately, because we're recording this episode, uh, like four days early, the, earlier than normal, we don't have any new voicemails. So we're just gonna have to wrap up the episode right here. Is there anything more you want to say to the people where are you headed next? Uh, unfortunately to the great state of Texas oh. in the middle of Ju- in the middle of July, are you going to Houston? No. Oh, Houston's the worst. You're going to Austin, aren't you? Yeah. I've never been there. It's going to be real weird. Yeah. They, they try and keep it that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, have a happy week, everybody. This one's, this one's going to come out way early. Hope you enjoy it.